Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. So last Thursday you had Love Stories 2 releasing and it took over internet discourse and still is ruling internet discourse, at least in our part of the internet. So we thought we'd actually take it a notch further and discuss OTTs in general and whether they've really changed sex on screen for the better. Clearly the show has led us to asking this question. So to start off with, let's ask everybody Love Stories 2 what are everybody's thoughts on the show? Hated it, loved it. What do you think about it? This is Shishti, your host, by the way. Hi, everyone. This is Denise. Um, I will start by saying I think I mostly hated it. Um, but I, the parts that I loved, I really loved. So. Hi, this is Rohita. Um, before I had a chance to watch it, I already saw a few. Like I was caught up more on the discourse than the show. And I saw a couple of spoilers about some of the shots, a couple of stills and clips. And that was enough to put me off of it entirely. And I have not ended up watching it. <laughs> Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I ended up watching The Idol. And I'm so put off by any kind of sex on screen for life, I think, after that show. So, <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, actually, I had to watch Last Stories 2 almost the moment it released because I was really excited about it. I'd, I'd quite enjoyed the first anthology. I loved one of the films, which is The Mirror, and I absolutely hated uh, the other three films. So they, <laughs> um, I, I guess they've made me feel passion, though not in the way that a Last Story should, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but, you know, let's backtrack a little bit because we're definitely going to go deep into the OTT-verse, how content works here, and addressing some of the questions that you brought up, actually, Rohita, with, fe- with feeling put off about the show. But before we do that, let's talk about where the journey with sex began, sex on screen, and where what it was like when we were growing up, right? Like... Um, how did you think of sex on screen uh, as a child in like your early years? Or is there a memory you have about the way in which, let's say, you and your family or your friends perceived sex on screen, especially in Indian, uh, in the Indian content context? I don't have one specific memory or like one scene that comes to mind the first time I saw it on like on screen, but. Um, like my sister and me would watch a lot of films with my mom um and we would watch a lot of english um english stuff so i think there it was more or less like the kissing part and the making out and all was always there it, not that it was not awkward because we've been watching it on screen for for a while but mm. every like you know, one of us would get up and go to the kitchen or <laughs> conveniently take a bathroom break during that time. And that kind, those kind of things used to happen. Uh, so the awkwardness was there also because like my family, like my background, family backgrounds, like ca- very Catholic. <laughs> so they're very uh, weird about these things also. Uh, I hope none of them are listening. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think uh, over the years, like now when we watch things together, uh, we thankfully have the option of fast forwarding shit. So we just do that instead of actually confronting our discomfort or anything like that. Like all healthy families. Even do. with OTD shows and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. especially OTD shows. Wow. Yeah, I mean, pretty much same. Like it was always, I, I, I'm guessing a lot of people have this one thing in common experience which is the titanic 
<laughs> it would just i mean like the less they you see on screen the more the implication uh and then you know like that hand on the on the steamy like rear view like gla- like sh- yeah card whatever and then and then everyone would be fast forwarding it same like and then it, it was the same thing with so many other things uh if you are watching something on tv there's like star movies or even like the hindi ones if there's an imran hashmi movie just like quickly change the channel and then it was always like avoidance um but even in what was depicted on screen it was it was very, it felt so uncomfortable because it was so implied that there was something happening yeah even on indian tv for instance i used to watch a lot of hindi soaps with my grandmother and um um i felt like even like kasorties in the geeky was very raunchy you know like the whole and in fact you know we it's more uncomfortable because it's like he'll be holding her hand and that'll be half the episode that he's like going towards holding her hand and there'll be a chunni falling on them and that's like you know it's elongated intimacy in a way that's really uncomfortable that being said on the other hand i do feel like there's definitely a change in the moral perception of sexuality on screen right would you agree to that um in terms of let's say superstars and like who kisses on screen and how that's viewed because i remember back when imran hashmi became a big deal in the 2000s he was literally given the tag of a serial kisser and you had people like imran hashmi malika shirawat udita goswami john ibrahim bipasha basu who were like the sex symbols and i remember them being asked this question in interviews and stuff as if being a sex symbol is a bad thing and now everybody wants to be viewed that way right and everybody has become more comfortable with kissing right there isn't such a like now if an actor has a no kissing clause it's like oh what whereas back then even aishwarya rai and rithik roshan kissing in dhoom 2 was like this whole earth shattering moment so do you think that way the morality around sexuality has shifted um at least in the quote unquote middle class I think definitely it it has I mean all the examples that you pointed out um definitely show that kind of progression but also I feel like it's it's something that kind of had to happen eventually mm. in order to um compete with other kinds of um you know like more uh, western shows um on OTT platforms I feel like that's um this in order to compete with that this is uh kind of factor that they just had to keep up with and that's why it evolved but i don't think it was a a conscious like a thing about reclaiming or like making things less taboo or anything like yeah, that yeah i feel like otts have just made like explicit sex scenes more prestige and like highbrow because so then everybody wants to be associated with it without actually examining why they're even necessary for the script or necessary to be filmed in that way like it's almost like compulsory that if you want to be a prestige show it's kind of like imitating HBO in that sense like HBO is supposed to have two things lot of sex lot of violence so imit- like it's like almost imitating that like a model of prestige tv that we want to aspire to so everyone wants to get on board but like no one's questioning again like why because the more i was thinking about it the more i feel like actually the hyper abundance of like explicit um 
scenes in films and TV is actually very tiring and I, I, unnecessary. Like, I can see the case being made for why it's necessary to depict sexuality on screen, but it doesn't have to be like so. Yeah, like such an omnipresent feature of everything we see now. Yeah, but on the counter side, do you think that there's still something liberatory or a case to be made for a medium which arguably, well, for the longest time didn't even have any kind of censorship that it had to face now? It's different with the new rules and everything. Um, and even then, it faces much more liberal censorship than uh, TV TV shows did or than um, movies do, you know? So do you think there is something liberatory about that? I mean, I remember on TV, for instance... Um, you know, I used to watch movies on HBO and Star Movies and be like, oh, this is a great film, like John Don. I think I was like, oh, it's a rom-com because all of the raunchy comedy aspects of it were totally cut out. So you had a totally different image of what it is. I remember you couldn't even say the word fuck at some point in time. So stuff like that would be beeped out. So I'm also wondering, do you think there's at all any like pros to having a medium which is well between cinema and tv and on your phones and on your screens and for all practical purposes which isn't as censored as either films or tv again no i mean because not if it's like inserted so deliberately i mean one example of a very liberating and trailblazing film on sexuality is, of course, Deepa Mehta's fire, right? Which caused, like, actual riots, even though there wasn't anything explicit in the film. It was all implication. It was all, like, subtle. But it was enough, like, just that implication of it and the chemistry and the, like, you you understood the desire being, like, portrayed in that. And, and that was enough to set off mobs. I mean, so it, it's it's clearly possible to tell these stories without making a whole thing out of it but I'm afraid that now we've just started making that the end goal in itself like depicting sex for its own sake rather than actually thinking about how we're depicting like desire and intimacy in meaningful ways. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I do really enjoy the kind of freedom that there is in the narratives and like say for instance made in heaven there's a lot of sex which is fun to watch on screen which makes sense in the context of the characters and which feels very authentic to the story um and i feel like on mainstream cinema which is where reema kakti and zoe akhtar they're like they've also made a bunch of films i don't think they would have been able to show uh relationships character story arcs in that kind of a way and I think a character's sexuality is an inherent part of how we view them what we make of them which I do think that ODD does give you a lot more freedom to explore in a way that I personally have not seen in either mainstream cinema or TV shows of course not right because mm-hmm. yeah they're catering to a much wider audience have to subscribe to certain aspects of sexuality and then sub- subversiveness within that now of course it's getting templatized and like with everything once it becomes a few years old it's like you can see that you then become very like reliant on numbers and you have to tell a certain kind of story I don't know I think Made in Heaven was one example where you know it made sense but like you said it got templatized after that but even even that i i just wonder like 
it's because Zoya Akhtar was involved in it that it was so like and it was so it was as aestheticized as it was that it became such a thing that everyone was obsessed with it and it became a template it's because of a particular like sensibility which lent that highbrowness to it which i mean again like before that also there were a lot of like sex scenes and in intimate scenes but they were not regarded as good art or serious art in the way that made in heaven was yeah that's interesting and actually maybe what will help is that why don't we sort of break down this question of how otts are depicting sex by actually picking up specific example right like to actually break down that our otts changing how audiences think of sex and sexuality and what its place in our lives is or is it becoming more tokenistic or just being seen highbrow because it's made by certain people um okay so let's start by talking about class right one of the most successful recent shows which had a lot of explicit sex scenes uh asim aluwalia's class so um class for instance one of the things i mean there's a lot of sex in there but one of the things uh which is explored in a lot of detail is kink in class through koyal balli and sharan's story um right which is basically i mean for people who might not know which is um koyal and sharan are a couple um who both sort of fall for balli in a way and kind of include him into their sexual life in a sense so there's a lot of exhibitionism voyeurism uh, there's also at some point a threesome if i remember correctly so what did what did you all think about that did it make a meaningful commentary or uh, did it feel authentic or was it more voyeurism than any kind of in-depth engagement i feel like with class um it was when when they were kind of exploring this whole thing situation there was an acknowledgement within the show itself that this is not okay uh, in in the in the sense that the dynamics were very unequal and like clearly you know there were two of them were kind of using bully in a certain way and all those things were addressed within the scope of the show itself so i feel like somewhere i'm not sure like how 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 much it translated or how much it um changed people's mindsets about things but yeah. i definitely feel like it was uh one of those first few instances where they kind of did it and critique themselves in the same show in the same breath um which was kind of refreshing over here i think class is a really interesting example because it's a, it's an adaptation of a spanish show called elite right and and that's a show where it's it's not i mean a highbrow show per se i mean it is supposed to be some like a thriller like drama also like an erotic thriller so that genre was just translated into this adaptation but the way we view it is so different from the way we view erotic thrillers in india like uh you know again like the whole mahesh bhat sort of films or like anything else um are viewed very differently from class and it's because class is so it's it's so glamorized and it's so aestheticized again that 
it just feels like a different category altogether like you would not immediately associate it with like a genre which we already had in india so i don't think it actually if you think about it i when i first saw it i was like oh wow this is like a lot and very new for india like i haven't seen this but now when i think about it it's like actually we just like shunned whatever was there so far like it's not that we've never seen this before it's just that we've never paid attention or never looked in that direction or engaged with it seriously because it was always like existing in its own like yeah secretively in a in a sense and with a sense of shame attached to it i also wonder if ott's shift us towards a model where you're more like it's a more globally homogeneous model if that makes sense like so i also wonder if that's one of the reasons where you know the depictions of sex and sexuality are even coming from or what the reference point for that is because your references are different then let's go back to what has been called one of the first ott shows in india right which is sacred game sacred game season 1 and the way in which sex was depicted um in that show right where it was like again a very organic part of the storyline it wasn't a big focus but it was shown wherever necessary right um so how do we how do we look at sex the depictions of sex there and does it feel gritted to it does it feel gritted to us or does it feel necessary and how do you even make that distinction rather is that even a distinction that makers need to make I mean the whole story I think from what I remember um uh, the whole story everything was like set in a very like underground underworld kind of um narrative right and I feel like the sex also was kind of reflective of that uh, at least they tried to do something with that and I I don't know I like I remember fast forward even when I was watching on, on my own fast forwarding some of the scenes because it felt it it felt unnecessary to some extent um again it was a little bit explicit but also at the same time i didn't really i didn't really think much of it uh, mainly i think because as shri like you mentioned though it was not the central thing central uh plot of the story like it was for last stories and uh, things like that so I think that's why I also didn't stick a lot in my memory. Yeah, and and I think it does bring up the question of like what like yeah, it just felt like okay, this is a show which isn't limited in terms of how it explores sex, but beyond that, it didn't really make you think about it, right? Let's let's come to talking about something like Love Stories, right? Which is a very okay, it's it's a Netflix series that can only be possible in this OTT space and it's redefining how you look at lust by saying that hey, now look this highbrow quote and quote OTT platform is going to do a whole thing about love stories where it's positioned as love or like in the same line as love stories and you're going to have the top the top directors in the country and the biggest stars um acting in these explorations of sexuality right so to begin with what do we make of this premise of love stories and do you actually think that it challenges or expands our ideas of how we look at sex and sexuality 
I think the only thing that Last Stories did, Last Stories Two here did, to expand our <laughs> ideas of sex is like just they've just provided us like Twitter fodder. That's what happened, and I feel like it's not. They, I don't think they really changed any. Barring Konkana's thing, I don't think any of the other three really. uh changed anything because it was just reflective of um reflective of what we already had out there especially vijay varma's thing was like if i wanted to see a sleazy man uh, i would have opened hinge or tinder or some shit like you know <laughs> i don't want to see it on a space where we are supposedly sub- um expecting a nuanced conversation of last desire intimacy and things like that you know yeah for me i think the fact that we have an anthology called lust stories is like so heavy handed at this point it's like oh look we are breaking the taboo and stigma around this so we're actually going to call it lust stories and that's what it's about and we're so groundbreaking like it feels so like hamfisted that i like by the second time of course like i was uh, the first time i was very curious so i watched everything but the second one i was like okay like yeah we get it like <laughs> you're very progressive in talking about sex openly and lust openly but then if you actually see what is what constitutes the idea of lust and desire like at least from the things i've seen um the little i've seen of this particular anthology is like not very groundbreaking in any way i'm just putting a comment which tilotama showman konkana sen sharma spoke about in an interview with film companion as like a counter or like as something to sort of think about right because they spoke about how uh the idea there was a very limited idea especially in bollywood of who is seen as being attractive on screen or who is allowed to desire and be desirable right that person has to be thin rich fair skinned um that's usually kind of who the woman is who you see as being uh, attractive right would you say that this is as much the norm within otts um as it is with mainstream cinema or have those boundaries and criteria changed at all i think bo- like to an extent it's both yes and no yeah um i i feel like the ones that do try to challenge this idea of beauty and um the norms around it are also the ones who say who wear it as a badge you know like we're still not at the at a space where we can present a woman who's not conventionally attractive as the lead and not address it and be like look we gave her this platform so she can be a beacon a role model to young women yeah. like it's always that undertone um so i feel that way because also it's trendy to uh, like talk about body positivity in a very like pseudo feminist kind of light i feel like those uh, roles are emerging but not in a way that is actually authentic or um trying to trying to contribute to like a larger uh, larger purpose or narrative no definitely not all are like that but the ones that are like that are and the bigger ones especially uh always have this kind of undertone that feels a, a, 
a bit icky all the time do we think this is an issue of the framework within which directors writers and platforms think about lust or sex and sexuality and maybe that brings us to the broader question really which is that what does it mean to actually reframe sex and sexuality and like what does it mean to change on screen sex for the better to change views for the better around sex is we have to kind of like move away from looking at the act of sex and rather look at all the things that surround it and make sex sex basically so i i don't know i just feel like um again using konkanas as the example here because it's the best one there is to use um we did not actually see we did not actually see the act a lot of times or like very explicitly right we saw it in the mirror and we saw it in her face we saw it in uh, like in in the way she reacted to things and that is what uh, the the emotional connect that we have with ourselves when it comes to hearing the word sex or hearing about sex or our reactions to um reactions to people talking about sex uh that's w- when we question those things and come to like have those conversations it's when we can actually have nuanced portrayals of lust and intimacy on screen yeah like the ones where you don't realize that there is that like a lot of sex because it's not it's not like shoved into your face like the be- the example that came to mind for me was joyland it was a film that had a lot of sexuality and desire but i don't actually remember a lot i mean i know they were there but when i think of that movie i don't the first thing that comes to mind is not like the intimate scenes so to speak like i don't remember if there were explicit sex scenes in that or not and that's the point because my take away from that is a lot of deep introspection about desire and the politics of it um but i don't come away from it thinking oh like yeah they showed sex very boldly and that's the whole point of it i think for me the the breaking point is always and it's interesting rohit that you mentioned joyland so for me i feel like the subversive and and there is potential for it is to be that space where you can actually explore character's sexuality in its fullness and what that does to their identity and to their trajectories and their stories um but yeah i think for that we'd also have to rethink how we think about storytelling and what its purpose even is right but one thing is for sure that we need better sex and <laughs> better thinking around what lust and sex means on screen so on that note see you again next time bye This podcast is brought to you by TS Studios, the production company that brings the Swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films.